This is Jeff Scandridge, and this is the Innovation Junkies Podcast. If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization, you've come to the right place. Over the next half hour, we're going to be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and tips that you can use to grow your business, no matter the size, no matter the industry, and no matter the geography. Weekly, we'll bring in a top mover and shaker, someone who's done something unbelievable with his or her business, and we'll dig deep. We'll uncover specific strategies, tactics, and tools that they've used to help you achieve your business goals. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, if you're looking to put your business on the fast track to achieving sustained strategic growth, this episode is sponsored by the team at Innovation Junkie. To learn more about our Growth DX, go to innovationjunkie.com backslash growth DX. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, Jeff Standards here and welcome to this bonus episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Amarine and I'm glad to be back for another discussion. Yes, me, me too. Today we're talking about how organizations sabotage their innovation culture. Um, any good fodder for us to talk about there, Jeff, from your perspective? Yeah, you know, I would, I would say the first thing is what I'd call the, the folly of innovation theater. And that is, there's been a mandate or a feeling from the market or a board directive that thou shalt be innovative. And, and leadership that has profit and loss responsibility uh, inflicts upon the organization an initiative around innovation that can feel like the flavor of the month, but they're going to check the box and say, we went through the process without really being having the level of conviction that's required at the leadership level to make it part of the culture. You know, I think you probably just summarized that uh, all of the ways probably that we were going to talk about today that that organizations sabotage their innovation culture is because of this concept of innovation theory. They're just really not uh, innovation theater, rather. They're just really not committed to it. And so they don't really have a plan for how they're going to implement some of those uh, uh, innovations. They don't have any funding. They don't have, it's not built into their overall strategic approach. And so it's a knee-jerk reaction that they're really just not committed to. And, and sometimes it, it can fail as well because it hasn't been communicated well. Mm. So it, it feels like it, here's another command directive coming down upon high. And if the organization in total has been focused on, on, on operational excellence and on improving what they do for their customers every day in an incremental way, if you're trying to implement a program that's going to drive disruptive or breakthrough innovations, very difficult for that organization to consume that if it hasn't been made integral in some fashion of what they're doing. That's a great point. You know, how many times have we worked with organizations where they've made the declaration that they're going to uh, be innovative or they're going to launch an innovative program, but they've really not communicated it. And uh, the only folks that really know the directive has been issued are, are the upper echelons of the organization. And so they really don't attempt to make it part of an, an enterprise-wide communication plan and an enterprise-wide cultural initiative. And I think sometimes, too, you don't have the right the right people in the right seats, so to speak, mm -hmm. in that the, your internal entrepreneurs and innovators uh, are can sometimes be viewed as the aisle of the misfit toys mm -hmm. uh, in a way. And you have to kind of nurture those misfits a little bit because they're the ones that can, in an effective way, stir things up. And if they're constantly looked at as misfits, the innovators, 
they'll be put off on an island somewhere. They won't be given the budget. People won't see the value in, in what they're doing. Yeah, I think uh, in addition, uh, almost the converse to that is organizations create this big splash uh, uh, expectation and communication around we're going to be innovative and innovative innovation is a core value and we're going to uh, we're going to launch and sustain a, a massive innovation program and we're going to be be known world over but then there's no infrastructure behind it to actually bring those innovations to life so people uh, generally take it on as a as a, an additional duty assignment as we would say in the military and they they produce some innovations or some innovative ideas that really go nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Now, now the converse of, of I mean, the, uh, an additional point on that is, I don't think either of us are saying that you should innovate for the sake of innovation. There's got to be a, a really rigorous validation and a, and a process to, to use Christian Anderson's words from High Alpha, where you're really trying to effectively kill innovations as early as possible through testing the metal of the of the thought or the concept and and you got to do that well because sometimes the other thing we've seen and this is also a way that innovation dies is you take something too far you stay with an innovation because you've spent some resources on it that you really ought to have killed you know it's a good point there and maybe we ought to for our listeners differentiate uh the the attempts to kill an an innovation singular, right? Right. And innovation gets created. So we want to differentiate that from the concept of of building a culture where innovation as a concept is propagated across the organization. We want folks thinking about better ways of doing work, about uh, breakthrough innovations, about new business models, people thinking about uh, 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 disruptive innovations. But but just because they think of those, which we want them to do in large quantities, doesn't mean that that all of those innovations get implemented. There should then shift to a process of vetting and quantifying and qualifying and perhaps disqualifying and, as you said, killing innovations that really have no product market fit or they're not solving a big enough problem or what have you. So move from the collective focus of generating lots of ideas down to an inno- to an individual innovation. There should be a very clear. Uh, uh, effort to try to qualify and or perhaps disqualify those before a lot of money spent on them. Yeah. And the key thing is to start with the problem, to use the scientific method to validate or invalidate your assumptions like you do with the lean canvas process and to, to do a, a really healthy job of, of customer discovery to make sure that you don't, you're not building confirmation bias into it. I think all those things are really kind of crucially important to not sabotage uh, innovation. That, that is for sure something we see happen all too often. You know, let's talk about this concept of there's no margin in the organization. There's no margin of time. There's no margin of resources. There's no margin of funding. There Perhaps there's a quarterly focus on, on meeting shareholder expectations or, or what have you. The impact that that has on sabotaging innovation culture. Yeah. Well, and, if you, if, and it's particularly true for publicly traded companies where they, they have the mandate of meeting uh, shareholder and analyst expectations. And if you're driven exclusively by that quarterly focus, it's very difficult to have the kind of long-term view and, and mindset that's required to innovate well over a long period of time. So balancing that, meeting shareholder expectations and whatnot and quarterly returns with a long-term view of how innovation is going to drive future success, I think is another 
key attribute. When, when companies don't do that well, they've essentially signed their own death warrant. It's just a matter of time before they're going to be outcompeted in the marketplace. You know, we spend a lot of time in the world of strategy, leadership, and innovation, strategic growth particularly, and, and um, you know, not making innovation part of your overall strategic growth plan is another way that I think organizations ultimately sabotage the innovation culture. And what I mean by that is, and, and it fits within this whole concept of no margin, is uh, they don't redirect resources. So you, you and I like to talk about the fact that uh, sh- there's clarity, focus, and execution that are all components of strategic acceleration. And, and execution is the willingness to actually redeploy resources from things they're working on today that are of less strategic value to things that, that, that we want them working on tomorrow that are of greater strategic value. And, and unfortunately, particularly as it relates to information technology, is there's a plan of work already in existence and there are just enough resources to actually execute that plan of work. And then we want to heap on top of them new innovations that there's just literally no right. bandwidth to to, uh, to carry out. It's tough for it to be an additional duty. And, and I would say one of the other things that I've seen over the years is some, some companies assume that they can do all the innovation they need internally. Mm. And, and, and there's, it, sometimes it can be kind of prideful. So there's not a healthy respect for the fact that some of the stuff that you need to innovate on, you may not be able to invent because of cost structure and time and just the girth of the business internally. So you have to embrace nimble, agile startups on the outside through an open innovation process and figure out effective ways to partner. If you, if you don't do that, you can assume that you can build everything internally. That's another situation where typically you're signing your own death warrant because you can't possibly be good at all the things you ultimately need to be good at with just your internal resources. Yeah, you mentioned a few moments ago of having the right people on the bus and the right people in the right seats. And and sometimes that's an external expert to help you actually uh, facilitate the process of innovation. Kind of like innovation junkie. Hey, there you go. That's exactly right. Amazing how that works. See what we did there? <laughs> this is uh, a bonus episode. We're talking about how organizations use innovation theater to sabotage their innovation culture. Uh, we've talked about, first of all, the, uh, the, that this concept of innovation theater is, is we're going through the motions. Uh, we've, we've perhaps uh, uh, said we're going to innovate, but we've really not put any infrastructure. We've really not done a good job of communicating. Uh, we have no funding. We have no plan or we have no margin within the organization with which to actually execute on any new innovations. Anything else that you would add to the list before we uh, land the plane, Jeff? No, I think, I think that pretty well covers it. We, we've managed to ramble through all the key points. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for joining this bonus episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. We'll see you next time. Hey, folks, this is Jeff Amrine. We want to thank you for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the Innovation Junkies podcast, please do us a huge favor. Click the subscribe button right now and please leave us a review. It would mean the world to both of us. And don't forget to share us on social media.